Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to episode 161 of Slam Fire Radio for June the 17th, 2016. And I screwed that right up, didn't I? You could have pulled it off, but now it is screwed up. But we're not editing, so carry on. Excellent. So I'm one of your hosts, Kelly, the classy one, Lynn. And I'm Adriel Michaud. And I'm Trevor Furlot. My name's Andrew Vincent. I understand I'm replacing Matthew. You are the new Matthew. Congratulations. Welcome, so, Andrew. Or welcome, Andrew. Welcome, Andrew Matthew. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Trevor Matthew. <laughs> so before we uh, move in, uh, Kelly, I'll, in, I'll introduce uh, our guest host this evening, Andrew Vincent. Andrew is the founder of the Canadian Patriot Podcast, and you also have a blog, and the name is escaping me. It's a gear review blog. What's it called? Again? That's right. Uh, the podcast is CanadianPatriotPodcast.com. The gear reviews can be found on EverydayTactical.com. And I'm also an instructor for RagnarokTactical.ca. Right. There we go. Cool. So welcome. Excellent. A- Andrew is here because he's uh, he's quite fond of our main topic this week. Mm-hmm. Andrew, why don't you tell us what you've done in guns this week? Uh, what have I done in guns this week? Uh, we recorded a show where we talked about guns. Excellent. Um, so I've <laughs> That's made... original. <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to record another show right now about guns, I hope. <laughs> um, loaded some 223 ammo, uh, did dry fire practice, all the normal stuff, and I sit on the board of directors for a gun club, so all the regular email stuff that goes on with running a gun club. And we're getting ready for uh, CQB Match 4 with the Ontario Rifle Association, so I'm one of the match directors for the ORA. So I look after all the registration and target preparation and equipment stores and all that, so I'm doing all my match prep this week for Match 4. Excellent. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay, so what about you, Trevor? Um, I went, uh, well, we have a match on the 25th of June, and you know where I'll be on the 25th of June. I won't be mm-hmm. shooting a match at the Rescue's Gun Club. I will be hanging out with uh, you and some of our other friends. Uh, wait, let's actually let's address the elephant in the room here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, is it true that you will not be at the Podcasters Charity Shoot? Uh, no, I didn't include that in what I've done with guns, but uh, I did register for the charity shoot and book Excellent. my hotel room for the wife and I. And I will be present, and I'm taking the... Um, is it R.J. Woods? Yes. Pass? Yes, I'm taking his pistol course on Friday... And I'll be at the charity shoot on Saturday, and hopefully everything will go smoothly, because I sort of just told work that, you know what, I'm just taking the weekend. Good luck, guys. (laughs) No one said anything yet. I don't know if they know if I'm joking or not. Well, that's awesome, because for a while, you weren't coming, right? No, I was going to go and do service rifle at Borden like I would normally do, because that's a scheduled service rifle match for the ORA. And seeing as there are so few and far between, I had taken the weekend to go and do that. Uh, Few and far between, the charity shoots once a year, that's actually few and far between. Just, so, just Andrew, I got your registration, and you should have gotten your personal invite, did you? I did. Excellent. He's all set. Sweet. Okay, good. All right, so good. I'm glad we addressed that. Andrew will be there. 
Awesome. Um, Strong-armed into being present. Good, as it should be. Uh, so I'm planning the match on the 25th. I got all the stages designed and the score sheets ready, and um, I've been out on the range. I was there for seven and a half hours yesterday, putting the final touches on the stages. Next week is graduation, so I don't have time to work on it before I fly to Ottawa. So I kind of had to get her done yesterday and today. Well, um, so 11, 11 stages, which will eventually become SummerSlam stages. So that's all tucked away, squared away. They're, I mean, everything's done. They just have to show up and attach targets to uprights and shoot the match. They can do that without me. Collect yeah. money and all will be well. And then I went to Halifax to shoot a level two match on Saturday with uh, Mo and uh, Matt Lorette. And it rained and rained and rained. So did it rain? It rained. It did, <laughs> yeah. It was a fun match, and uh, I had fun shooting the match. I decided I would try and game a few stages, and I did, and it almost worked out in my favor. <laughs> so um, there was a stage where they wanted you to go prone, and I didn't feel like going prone because it was rainy and stuff. So what I did, I ran up to the wall, and I dropped to my knees, and I raised my gun up on the other side of the wall, and the wall was, of course, made out of, of mesh. And the mesh is, of course, see-through. Mm-hmm. So I um, insist I brought the gun up and looked through the mesh at the sights and aimed at the targets. And when I stood up, Mo was like, and Mo was my arrow, and he's like, yeah, no, you can't do that. So I was like, oh, well, if I'm going to get a procedural, what rule did I break? And couldn't really answer the question. So when Sean drove by, Sean is was the... Um, the match director, he designed the stages anyway, and he's the president of the club and uh, the um, president of Ipswich Canada. I said, Sean, if a guy wanted to do this, and I described what I did, could he? And he went, no, and he drove away. I was like, oh, hmm, okay. So anyway, the guys couldn't tell me what rule I broke, but they gave me the procedurals anyway. Mm-hmm. This is fine. This is fine. I knew we'd, we'd, we'd settle it in the end. So I went to talk to Sean, and I, I asked him, uh, Sean, what rule did we did we did you know what rule did I break? And he said, "Well, I, you know, I can't, I can't tell you off the top of my head, but I will. I promise I'll look into it, and I'll, I'll I will let you know because we, we legitimately, I wasn't complaining. I legitimately wanted to know so I could make it a learning experience, right? In case I was ever arrowing somebody and they did that, because I, I was quite sure that I could do it. So, but I also um, know that he's got a lot more experience than than I do. He's a range master, so." Anyway, on Tuesday, the email came saying, uh, turns out you were right. You are allowed to do that. And uh, I went into the system and changed your scores. So, the yeah. Well, the other the other stage I gamed, I didn't get away with. There was a, uh, yeah, there was a table and a chair. So, you had to sit down and put your elbows on the table and hold cards. So, the stage description said, start position, sitting in the chair, elbows on table, holding cards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, the gun was unloaded on the table, and the magazine was next to the gun. Okay. So what did I do? I held the cards in my teeth, and I placed my hand over top of my gun and my other hand over top of my mag. And when the timer went, I spit out the cards, grabbed my mag, <laughs> grabbed my gun. With my hands being right on top, it made for a very quick start. It does not sound hygienic at all. Well, it gets, yeah. I were was they told- podcaster playing cards, though? Unfortunately, they were not. Ugh. Um at the time, these cards were hygienic, Andrew. But I'm told that in the future, anything that I have to be that I have to hold will uh, will be rubbed on junk. I don't know what that means. Um, it doesn't sound hygienic. So from now on, I will hold things in my hands. 
So anyway, I'm sitting there with the cards in my teeth and my range officer, who was very patient with my shenanigans because I was up to shenanigans, just having fun, right? He says, uh, he looks at me, he goes, looks at the squad. Well, technically, he is holding the cards. So he started me, and then somebody um, was watching me, went and ratted me out, basically. All in good fun, of course, right? None of this is to be taken as as like people are butthurt or whatever. This is all in fun. But anyway, I got ratted out, and um, another guy from the club came over and said, uh, anyone who didn't start with the cards in their hands can uh, shoot it over like everybody else or can get a zero for cheating. So that was the end of that. I had to shoot it over, and I did, and I scored more points in a faster time. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, the time wasn't faster. It was like 5.87 seconds, and it jumped to 5.97 seconds, but I ended up with a better hit factor because I did get more points. So I was, I was thankful for the reshoot. What else did I do? Um, I loaded up my... I, I was out of 9 mil, so I loaded up some 9 mil, which I'm sorting right now as we speak for the charity shoot because... This weekend, I'll be at a match, and I'll give Matthew my firearms and my ATT and my ammo for him to transport them to Ontario for me. So that's the other thing I did. Loaded ammo and packed up all my guns for Matthew for this weekend because I leave tomorrow after work for Hampton for the uh, large annual Level 3 match they have down there every year. Mm, you're busy. Hi, always. How much 9mm do we need, Kelly? Uh, you need uh, 1,000 rounds for me. And uh-huh. you need a thousand rounds for Adriel. That's Christmas time. How much do we need <laughs> for the charity shoot? Uh, let's see. Uh, for the the stage one, I think you only need forty rounds. You don't need that much. But then uh, in the afternoon, right? Oh, you you need, in the afternoon when we have our fun shoot, you probably, you'll need. Oh. I don't know. Oh, fun shoot! Well, I'm gonna have to go make up some. I, I've got two hundred. Two hundred should be fine. All right. If You're I run good. out, I'll buy some from somebody or something. If you run out, you can use some of mine. All right. And what's the story on AR-15 magazines? Is some FUD at your range going to freak because I have Beowulf mags? No. All right. Can we use Beowulf mags for the match, or do we? Sure. Let me ask the uh, the range officer who's downstairs in the living room. Well, just tell him to reply <laughs> to my Facebook message because I sent him one already. Oh, he's he's off Facebook today. Oh, today's an off day. Today is, uh, you know, your one of those days. I yeah, well, there. sometimes you need to do that. Yeah, I know. That's what I said to a couple of people today. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. well, let I'll, me know. I'll let make me. sure. I'll text right. him. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. I'm done. <laughs> <You're> Adriel. Done? <laughs> Texting people downstairs. Uh, I went to a three-gun match on Saturday, and it rained all day. So we're shooting in the rain which is kind of fun and uh let's see we started off i started off on the rifle pistol shotgun stage and i turned in an okay time it wasn't like i didn't burn the stage down i think i got third or fourth or something like that for in terms of my uh time uh my pistol definitely hurt me and uh uh yeah just i just need to work on my accuracy i've been working on my shotgun pretty much every weekend or every other weekend uh, and I have been neglecting my other firearms, and it, it just showed in uh, in Saturday's match because my uh, my pistol wasn't as good as it needed to be. Uh, and then there were two stages after that. We ran two shotgun stages, and on the first one, I think I got first or second time, uh, so ran really well. And for the second one, I got fifty percent faster than everyone else. Uh, 
So I, I really cooked that stage. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so th- that, that Stoger reloads like it's so, so slick. Uh, the, the loading gate on it is different than like the Benelli M2 or the Beretta 1301 that are like a little, they're, they're stiffer. On the Stoger, it's very easy to throw shells in there. So I have no problem quad loading it and loading it quick. So uh, just I, I, I got a, a good time just based off of keeping that shotgun really well fed and, uh, and not running it dry. Uh, so that went really well. We didn't do a shoot-off because <laughs> it was pouring rain and the thunder was out. And I think people just had enough by about 4 o'clock. So uh, we just ended. I got uh, second out of shooters, uh, which I'm happy about. I'm, I'm super happy about that. So uh, that, that was I'm also working with um, some of our other different executives uh, at the Three Gun Club. We're going to uh, start asking uh, retailers around the local area here for sponsorship uh, so we can get some cool prizes and that kind of thing. Uh, like ideally, if we can get uh, like a, a really cool prize per match, that would be that would be awesome. Even if it's like T-shirts or if it's one main prize or three small prizes, like something just to uh, just to add to it and uh, make it, I don't know, more fun, more competitive, something you, like that. Are you doing it on a, like a regular basis so that you'll have something always to draw from or? Monthly. We're, monthly. we're doing, uh, yeah, we're doing it monthly. I'm thinking of uh, just talking to the different retailers and saying, you guys can be a quote unquote official sponsor for the whole, for the rest of the year. Uh, you just need to provide X dollars amount of in-kind or just cash to, uh, uh, to, to act as a winnings, I guess, on one of the stage. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a cool idea. Well, we we haven't done it. We haven't done sponsorship in the past, and it's and it you know neither here nor there. The the sponsors don't really care because we didn't have any. But I guess now there'll be a a little bit more of a a, a focus on making sure that we run a tight event and making sure that uh, you know we'll have sponsors stuff that will have to go up, whether that's signage or whether it's T-shirts that give we give out or or whatever the yeah. case might be. But uh, I think it's worth it to to get some some free stuff to uh, hand out and uh, you know make it more interesting mm-hmm. and as well to to you know show the the people there which uh, which local shops are going to sponsor us and are going to support us right right yeah you guys should have uh, sponsorship for the uh, for the event you're doing in uh, August there Trevor just so. <laughs> um it's, do you mean SummerSlam. No, the one that you're going to Alberta. Handgun the handgun oh, uh, well, we, you know <laughs> what? We do need we do need a uh, a sponsor for our classes. Okay. Well, there's the UFO Pizza that's in St. Paul, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're right next to the landing pad, so maybe they'd uh, sponsor some pizza. <laughs> we, could, we could get uh, some some T-shirts that have you. No, I want nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> like you're on. Do it. Welcome to Handgun Fundamentals One, sponsored by UFO Pizza. No, (laughs) it just doesn't. It doesn't flow for me. Yeah, Uh, you just gotta. Yeah, so yeah, maybe we can. uh, Maybe we can get an ammo supplier. That'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Okay, something. Uh, We'll think about it. and then last night, uh, I went. I, I guess there's a there's a sale. On, there's a couple of different sales on right right now for uh, Father's Day. Mm-hmm. So Reliable Guns got a sale. Um, I think SFRC had one. Canada and Ammo has one. Canada Ammo the has emails one. Emails are coming in, and I'm deleting them. 
Oh, I use You're them. You're not even opening them? I'm not even opening them. Do you want me to go to the charity shoot or not? Temptation. <laughs> no temptation. And just, no, I know my oh. limits. It, it, it was tempting. I know right. my credit limits. <laughs> <laughs> well, What'd the ammo one got me. It got me. Okay, they they ran their PMC at 10% off, so the PMC ammo was, was cheaper, and that's the stuff I shoot, so... Um, it, 10% off on, uh, on two, two, three, I'll take it. So that came in at four seventy nine per thousand, which is cheaper than 50 cents per thousand. And I'm going to shoot it anyway. So I might as well shoot it while it's cheap, uh, or, or stock up on it. Uh, so I got some of that and I got, uh, they've got these grizzly mag fed shotguns. Why Adriel? It was Why? 200, Another one? $200. It's $200. Look, give me the, give me a hundred. I'll kick you in the sack. We'll call it a day. <laughs> It's going to be less painful. A- Andrew, talk to him. I'll, I'll do it for fifty. There, see, <laughs> see, that's, that's a competitive rate. You can't beat that price, Adriel. For five shotguns that you spent, how much? Two fifty each. That's a thousand bucks. No, some of them were like two twenty. Those SSs got even cheaper. Okay. Right. Andrew, don't you know a guy who runs a a magfed shotgun? I do, and on his most recent match, it didn't stop working. He also didn't use it. <laughs> this is a shining uh, uh, example of a great gun, right? Yeah. Yes, my my co-host on Canadian Patriot Podcast, Gavin, has a SAP-6 that has failed in epic and spectacular fashion for him during competition. And that's a SAP-6. That's not even this this Norinco thing that you bought, uh, Adriel. Well, that's right. It's a shiny turd, not a regular turd. <laughs> it's been yeah. polished already. Yeah, well, it was two hundred bucks. I'll make it back when I sell it any which way. So yeah, you will. Yeah, so I ordered one of those, and then uh, a buddy of mine runs. So I've, I, I, I typically take my ammo to three gun in the fifty cal ammo cans, but they're just a little bit too small to fit shot shells in there. My buddy ran uh, runs something called a Fat Fifty, and they have those at Canada Ammo as well for twenty five bucks new. Uh, so I picked one of those up because I'd like to, I'd like to get all my ammo in one box that I can just throw in the car and take to the range kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. That's all I was up to. Uh, Kelly, what about you? Well, most recently, as of yesterday, guess what? It's what? official. Is it? Yeah. I'm a field officer for the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights. Yay! Yay. Yay. Where are you at with that, Adriel? <laughs> uh, I've got to reread the policies, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's where okay. I'm at. <laughs> all right. All right. And uh, and yesterday, guess what else happened? I uh, got my RO card for the uh, CSSA in the mail too. So, well, so I got that. And we don't yeah. have any policies says you can't work for the other guy. Yeah, we're not the other guy. You can volunteer for wherever you want because we're all the same thing in the end. Well, you know what? Being an RO is not a bad thing, is it? Heck no. Um, okay. We I'm an NFA RO because right now they're the only ones around certifying people as ROs in this province and yeah. uh, I've had an instructor Andrew come up and teach uh, a class I think the first class he taught was at my club and I've got him coming back in September until yep. I help the I hope I get to help the CCFR develop an RO course and a pistol instructor course got to do I, something I think they're actually doing that soon are they not they're working on it mm, I haven't heard anything at any of the board meetings okay I thought you would know. All right. Uh, other than that, last Saturday I went to SFRC like I normally do. I bought some uh, ammo for the charity shoot, and I also bought some presents as well. I uh, remember last week when we were talking about poor Fred. 
and his mm-hmm. tribulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yes. Yeah, the ISSC um, uh, dropping his mag and breaking it. Oh, I thought you were talking about getting dumped. Carry on. <laughs> well, I kind of was, but you brought it up. Anyways, <laughs> so I uh, I messaged him because uh, um, SFRC had used mags there, and they had three of them and uh, for, his, for his rifle. And I said, hey, do you want me to pick them up? They're 20 bucks each, and... Yeah, they weren't actually used. They're brand new. They're just out of the package, so he got them all for twenty bucks each. So, wow. Yeah, so I picked those up for him, and I then I went to Frontenac on Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday we went. What's with the pouring rain? You had pouring rain, Adriel. You had the pouring rain, Trevor, and I had pouring rain too. No, What's it's been that? it's been raining here for a couple of weeks now. It's ridiculous. Is it flooding like in Alberta? We had uh, two roads in and around my community closed, um, but not major flooding. No? Okay. So, yeah, I went to Frontenac and just uh, brought out the pistol so that uh, we could have some fun with that. And we did a little lipstick course in that, too. So, not much. That's about it. That's all I did. And working on this charity shoot thing, you know, trying to get it ready for next week. And doing a fantastic job, by the way. Oh, thanks. Just think how much easier it'll be next year once you've got one under your belt. Mm-hmm. No. And it's driving <laughs> me to drink. You know that, right? <laughs> and I, I encourage this. I don't see the problem. <laughs> driving you to drink. Check. Next. Yes. Next is upcoming events. Who wants to talk about the Perry or Archie Perry fundraiser? Why don't uh, you talk about that, Adriel? You had something that happened with that recently, right? Yeah, I just went through and uh, sent out some ticket numbers on it. So if you sent in a, uh, an EMT, make sure that you've received an email. There were a couple EMTs in there that didn't have contact information on it, so I'm kind of stuck guessing who it got to. I've still got your ticket numbers reserved, but uh, I'll need... Uh, yeah, I'll need your guys' contact information. So if you uh, if you just sent an EMT in and you didn't send a corresponding email with it, uh, just email us at slamfireradio at gmail.com, and uh, we'll make sure to get you in there. And right now, there's not that many tickets that are out there, so it's actually you've got a decent chance of winning this thing if you uh, if you enter the raffle. Right. How much are the tickets? Five dollars each. <laughs> or four for twenty. It's five for twenty. <laughs> yeah. And we're still doing the draw on uh, June 30th, right? 31st, yeah. <laughs> and that. I just wanted to let you know, I was just talking to Kevin. We're, we're doing the AR-15 show today, and uh, or we are going to be. And Kevin asked if Archie Perry had uh, gotten an AR-15 yet. And I said no. And he just uh, bought a lure from Select Shooting Supplies, and he said he would donate that to Archie Perry. No so, way. So now he has a uh, AR-15. Well, at least a lower anyways, so he can have that on his his files. Okay? Awesome. So, I thought that was nice of him. 1911 and an AR-15. He's doing better than Matthew ever did. <laughs> All right, so the next thing that we're going to talk about is the 6th Annual Charity Shoot in Support of Soldier On. It's going to be taking place at June 25th in Kingston, Ontario at the Brockville District Fish and Game Club. If you're interested, contact us at New Shooter Canada. There's an event page as well. And, uh, well, the the Fire Art Solutions training on the 24th is officially sold out now that Andrew Vincent has uh, signed up for that. That's right. I got the last one. You did. So it's all sold out. And, yeah, it's looking like we're going to have an awesome event. So, and if you haven't registered, 
try and register if you can beforehand. But if not, just go onto the Facebook page and let us know uh, that you're planning to come and you haven't registered yet. And that way we can actually make sure you have a name tag prior to the event. Okay. Uh, Trevor, do you want to read about Gotcha 6? No, skip it. Excellent. Uh, what about the Sporting Clays? Skip that, too. Excellent. Uh, we're going to fire at Solutions training the Active Killer course. It's full. Skip it. Excellent. I signed up for it. I was the last one. Oh, no. Did this you is, really? No. <laughs> Don't skip this one. This is no. August. Yeah, this is the Active Killer Defense course on August 21st in London, Ontario. 150 bucks unless you're a teacher or administrator, I believe. Teachers mm-hmm. for sure. It's free. Visit FAST's website for more details and to sign up. That's www.fireartsolutions with an S, solutions.ca forward slash active hyphen killer hyphen defense dot HTML to get signed up. And you really want to sign up for that because of things that are happening in the world. A little bit of training goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And you get to see Gavin and I. Are you going to that as well? No, I just said Gavin and I. <laughs> <laughs> I think awesome. she was asking me. <sighs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be going. Awesome. So you get to a... see Gavin and, and Andrew. Did you know they were going? No, I didn't. I heard that on a podcast. <laughs> Did just, you? Just freaking now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's on August 21st as well, not August 22nd, like we had been talking about. So there had been a... Anyways. All right. Cool. Uh, do you guys have any details on the handgun fundamental course that's going to be happening in St. Paul on August 6th at all? I believe uh, that, um, Adriel, you're pumping out the invite letters or something like that. What else? If everyone's in Alberta, they won't need an invite uh-huh. letter because it's a range. So yes. they go from their domicile to the range, and they should be good. And everyone signed up is, a, is an Albertan. That's right. Yeah, so you guys... Yes, we're working on that for you guys, but uh, I think for everyone attending, they're good to go. Do you want to talk about the little snafu that you and Matthew ran into? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the the, the CFO, so Matthew and, and Trevor are coming out to Alberta here to um, do this course, and they're bringing handguns because it's a handgun course. Uh, and uh, the New Brunswick CFO said, well... Since you're going to Alberta, you're going to need to talk to the Alberta CFO to get uh, uh, an ETT there. And uh, so, fine. So I, I called the Alberta CFO, and he's like, no, 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 no. They don't know what they're doing. You actually need you need to get the CFO from where you live, which for Matthew's case is New Brunswick, to uh, issue your, your ATT for – because they are client, he said – you're in Alberta. You're my client. If you need an ATT anywhere, you call me. That is that is correct. If but I, but we're not talking about an ATT. We're talking about um, a consent to borrow, right? Wasn't Matthew trying to lend you his handgun? I think he screwed this up. That, that's correct. That's correct. And he said, just do the just get the ATT. You don't need to do the consent to lend. Just get an ATT. Yeah, well, see, Matthew, Matthew shouldn't have bothered to tell them that he was going to Alberta, right? They don't need to know he's going to Alberta. All they needed to know was that Matthew wants to lend you his gun, and that was to avoid having to get the ATT. When we get out there, it would be covered on your ATT, and then we could borrow mm-hmm. it from you at the range because you're licensed and we're licensed, and we would avoid the paperwork of an ATT. Well, they listen to our show anyway, so come on. <laughs> Could be. I doubt it. Although, although Hugh, if they do listen, Hugh, Hello. Sh- 
huge shout out to Lise. Lise is awesome. She always helps me with my ATTs. And I said, do you want me to call you back tomorrow or do you want me to email you? And she's like, no, you can call me because I, I enjoy listening to the sound of your voice. And I would listen oh, to that. God. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I would listen to that voice anytime. So you feel free to call me. I was like, aw, thanks, Lise. <laughs> so now whenever I speak to her, I try and be like extra sultry and sweet and stuff. Oh, so. goodness. Hey, man, what? Listen, she's very helpful. That's all I know. And, she, you know, so. Uh, Keep yeah. asking for Lee's. I always do. There you go. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, so, I'm just going to skip all this, Adriel, and transfer my gun to you and mail it to you as if you bought it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> However, it will have to be transferred back. Uh, okay, well. If you twist my arm when you're here, I, I guess. I'll twist more in your freaking arm if I don't get my FN back. <laughs> so, all right, let's, let's carry on then. Okay, there's uh, one more. For, uh, for anyone uh, listening, uh, for that particular course, there will be camping there uh, on site. So if you need to, there'll they'll be camping spots there as well. Do oh, they have sorry. to pre-register those? Nope. No? So, okay. So what are we going to do? We're just going to travel back and forth? Because I have a feeling there's a potential for a party here. After the course is done, if people are going to stay on the range that Saturday night, is this something where we can get somebody with a guitar and a fire, make a bonfire? And mm, mm, yep, uh, let me uh, let me talk to the range owner and uh, set that up. Either we can do it there, or we can do it. There's a, a ten minute drive to a place where we can do that too. Because people, I mean, hey, these people are spending a lot of money to. So if they, you know, if they want to hang out after the course, I'm all about that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. All right, because when that course is done, I'm officially on vacation, and I have no responsibilities to anyone or anything. So if I Uh-oh. end up trailer park drunk at the range <laughs> and I need to be carried away, I'm just going to apologize to the public right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so we have another event. It was the Practical Shooters of Canada is proud to announce the first Canadian Precision Rifle Series, a match that happens at the 4th Canadian Division Training Centre just outside of Meaford, Ontario. The Meaford Long Range uh, Steel Challenge presented by Insight Arms will run from September 2nd through to the 4th, and we'll be shooting from 200 yards to 1,700 plus yards. The second uh, will be the practice day. The third and the fourth will be the shooting 15 to 20 stages. For more information and to see our quickly expanding sponsorship list, please visit our Facebook page and website at uh, www.mlrsc.ca. I can't speak tonight. Don't hurt yourself. I know. <laughs> All right. So who? Um, let's go on to the news, shall we? I know Adriel's rushed for time, but uh, who put the thing in about the uh, the daily yeah. news? Yeah, that's me. I got that. Um, I'll uh, I'll read it for you guys just because I think it's uh, it's a really good article. It felt to me like a bazooka and sounded like a cannon. One day after 49 people were killed in the Orlando shooting, I traveled to Philadelphia to better understand the firepower of military-style weapons and hopefully explain their appeal to gun lovers. But mostly, I was just terrified. Many gun shops turned down, yada, yada, yada. This guy says, yes, I'll take you out. Uh, let me just skip more down to the part where he complains like a girl about... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <coughs> whoa. 
slow down, Hoss, and Kelly be all up in your business. <laughs> I was waiting for her to jump on me, not you, Trevor. Come on. Sorry, man. <laughs> I hope we're going to talk about the follow-up article that he wrote where he gets compared to a girl. <laughs> I'm serious. It's really a follow-up article. Wow, that's awesome. Well, okay, so so if if you've seen this thing out there, one of the funny things as well is that just uh, like a recommended uh, videos and articles on this article, if you try to share it, are um, seven-year-olds shooting AR-15s. So <laughs> because hey. my seven-year-old has shot an AR-15 and loved it and uh, didn't cry or get a bruised shoulder or claim that he, uh, he had uh, a temporary PTSD or let's see, what else did this guy write? Squeeze lightly on the trigger, and the resulting explosion of firepower is humbling and deafening, even with your protection. The You're recoil, bro. <laughs> the recoil bruised my shoulder, which can happen if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you know, I don't know how you can like actually bruise your shoulder with an AR-15. What's got like four, five pounds of uh, free recoil in it? Well, it's, he's a pansy. It's a literation, isn't he? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. So there's Anyways. another there's another story that I wrote after this as well. Yes, mm-hmm. there's a follow up story that starts. The gun debate is also a gender war. That's the opening. It's it's amazing. Really? Uh, yeah. He whines about being um, compared to effeminate women because of his inability to tolerate the recoil, the devastating power of the AR-15. So I enjoy that this is now as an AR-15 owner. If I own an AR-15, it's because I am not manly and I can't defend myself with my bare hands, and I'm compensating for having a very small piece of equipment. But Let's say we, what it is. <laughs> no, well, I wasn't sure how far I'm allowed to go on this show. Tallywhacker is the accepted... Uh, That's the slam-fired uh, term for penis, tallywhacker. <laughs> right, but if I, do all, if I own an AR-15, it's because You're I'm not enough of a man. compensating because you have right? a small I'm, penis. Exactly. Right. I'm com- and I'm... I'm not enough of a man to defend myself with my bare fists, and anyone who has an, uh, owns a gun is a weak person, right? But this guy gets called a sissy for not being able to tolerate shooting an AR-15, and that's also not acceptable. What? Well, you know what? I mean, there's a word for this guy. You guys, there's a couple you, of words for this guy. <laughs> yeah. A wuss? Yeah, Let's we'll say go. wuss. Sure. Yeah. We won't have to bleep that. Right. Okay. Okay. I also am very curious. I mean, he is very good at painting imagery with words as a he writer. Is. This yeah. what's his name? Gersh? Yeah. Is is not terrible at writing. I question the authenticity of his article though. For example, the brass shell casings disoriented me as they flew past my face. The pictures and video show him shooting the AR fifteen right handed. How is the shell casing flying past his face? Yeah. You gotta Maybe wonder. The- PTSD. He just well, didn't remember it correctly afterwards. Yeah, that's another thing that he had to retract after the fact after publishing the article because he upset a lot of people in the U.S. military community by citing that he got PTSD. Yeah, someone <laughs> yeah, with someone with PTSD needs to take him into a room and ensure that when they're done, he actually has PTSD. I have no doubt that he has PTSD. I think this was such a terrifying experience for him. And he is such a weak-willed individual that he really did suffer a traumatic experience from this. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, if uh, I've seen it taking taking people to the range, they're like, "Whoa, wow!" When they light off a, a, a pistol round, for example, just because it jumps in their hand or uh, you know the recoil is sudden. But uh, 
because like none of them have had PTSD. I mean, this uh, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but uh, nowhere fast. This guy is fast. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say this guy is a weenie. I complaining about. Sorry, Sorry, go go ahead. ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say he apologized for using the term PTSD and uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, and uh, it was a, a very he said in no way meant to conflate my very temporary anxiety with the very real condition experienced by many of our brave men and women in the uniform. So anyways, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Andrew. Um, I think I was just going to call this guy a weenie and also the gun cop. Because <laughs> this guy's retired law enforcement from Europe, and he's like, yeah, we need more gun laws. Uh, did you read the gun? Oh, really? So the, the, the gun shop actually put a statement out on Facebook that said, Basically, these this, this, they cherry picked their quotes from these guys, and he they were lo- they were looking at into it. Oh, he should have, he should have, because I think he got uh, uh, manipulated. We'll we'll put it lightly, because I think he. So I don't he know if you have American did. listeners, but if there's anyone in Philadelphia, I would strongly discourage them from going to Double Tap. Is that what it's called? Double Tap. Yeah, Double Tap. Yeah, Double Tap. Yeah. Double Tap shooting. It says. Yeah. Yep. Okay. What about... Anyway, uh, that was interesting. That was an interesting take on it. <laughs> and and somebody said that he's an ex, um, ex-cop? The gun store owner is a retired police officer. Oh, the gun store. Who uh-huh. I would also like to brand a weenie. <laughs> Everybody's weenie, weenies and penises. Okay. Um, well, I can't call him a sissy. It's offensive. <laughs> True. It's this kind of show, is it? <laughs> uh, I, I'm okay if we offend this guy. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I want to go out of my way to offend this man. Uh, send him hate mail. He writes whole articles about it. Um, if you could go out of your way to call him or compare him to an effeminate woman, that would be ideal because apparently he really likes that. Mm. Effeminate woman? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like you know, I know women that are tougher than this guy, Kelly, and I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to offend any women. Are you saying I'm a manly man? (laughs) (laughs) No, I am not saying you are a manly man. I'm not even saying you're a manly woman. I'm just saying in an arm wrestling contest, my money's on you. It's probably good. No, anyways, we'll see what happens when we do the active uh, killer defense program there. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, and FYI, uh, I got uh, a text from downstairs. Yes. You're good to go. All right. I'm you got pack- a big thumbs up. I'm packing some Beowulfs. <laughs> All right. Um, and also, we have another news story that we put in there about uh, Dieppe, the, uh, the RCMP are investigating something that's going on there. Shots fired. Yeah, I'm going to read that. I've got it up here on my phone. Okay. Uh, I, just, I, just, I put it in because a Google alert came to my phone while we were recording. Kodiak RCMP investigating after gunshots fired in Dieppe. So Dieppe is uh, uh, right outside of Moncton, New Brunswick. RCMP had blocked off Gavin's Gavin Road. There you go. Gavin's responsible for it, Andrew. Gavin, right. Gavin Road area after shots were fired early this morning. A bullet hole can be seen in the back of a gray car in Dieppe. Police are investigating a report of gunshots fired at about 2 a.m. The Kodiak RCMP are still investigating an early morning shooting incident outside a Dieppe apartment building where a car had its rear window damaged. Sergeant Aurel Peltier told reporters on Thursday afternoon that police expect to be investigating the crime scene for a few more hours. 
Belche said police do not have any suspects. Kodiak RCMP responded to the call around 2.10 a.m. The police closed the section of the road, roadblocks, blah, blah, blah. Belche said that when officers arrived in the area, they heard another shot fired, but were unable to locate where the gunshots were coming from. The police found an unoccupied car in the parking lot of an apartment building. Shell casings, it's shotgun, looks like 12-gauge hulls. Mm-hmm. Shell casings were spotted near the gray vehicle at the, that had the bullet hole in the rear windshield. Gray car that is behind a yellow police tape has a bullet hole in the window. Yep, several casings, yep. Uh, John Gendron said he heard a series of loud bangs, but when he didn't hear any sirens, he thought it was someone with fireworks. You know, it's kind of a little nerve-wracking when everything that's been going on over in Florida, Gordon said. It kind of plays on your mind a bit because Canada doesn't usually have this happen, and when it does, it kind of wakes you up. Yeah, gunshots would wake you up. It's just the way the world is today. Yeah, that's it. That's how the world is today. Well, I mean, so this looks like someone like shot up a car with a shotgun? Yep. They were bored, and it was late, and they were drunk or on drugs or something somebody owes somebody money somebody's cheating on somebody just saying there you go (laughs) yep so maybe it's the boyfriend's car or the man's wife let's let's speculate can we start some rumors (laughs) so that's what this is guys this is a guy lover scorn he found his wife's boyfriend and he shot through the back window you heard it here first kids so it must be true All right. I'm glad we can laugh at other people's pain. It's just the car. It wasn't a person. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I meant <laughs> they, they love They love. They love that car, though. They did love that car. <laughs> it was Chrysler 300, man. Quality automobile. All right, Kelly, dig us out of this hole. There's no real digging, is there? Dig up, stupid. <laughs> Trevor, you were on TV yesterday, weren't I you? I forgot that. Yeah, I did a thing on the TV. Tell us it, about it, because we saw... Lovely. Thank you, Andrew. You did look lovely. Thank you, Kelly. It, and I d- you also I did- like to say I looked lovely? Was it uh, was it a, a lover's quarrel or something like that? Like, What was the situation no, he, that he you got on the shirt. TV? <laughs> okay, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, hey, I didn't even have on my wife beater. No chicken grease stains <laughs> or nothing. Um, God. So uh, James Chamberlain's the host of a TV show called Linking the North. And I know James professionally because he does what I do. For our roles in education are the same, only he does it at the other end of the district, so our, our paths cross quite often. And um, he had me on the show sometime this past winter just to talk about gun laws in Canada, and he was kind of challenging at that time, and why do you need this, why do you need that? This time, the premise was very different. He called me and he said, look, I want somebody to come on the show to calm down Canadians. I want Canadians to realize that uh, there are no AR-15s here. I said, well, James, huh, I've got three. Well, I want Canadians to realize. <laughs> I, I know. Get off my back. I cut back. Uh, anyway, that hurt. That was very hurtful. Um, and one of them's in a rinko. Uh, so James says, I want you to come on to explain to the Canadian public, well, Denny Brunswick a c- Cable 10 listener or viewers anyway, how difficult it actually is to get an AR-15. So so that's what I did. I got an ATT in record time. Like, thank you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how did that conversation go? Hi, <laughs> it's Trevor. Yeah, I'm gonna need an ATT to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in to. This is New Brunswick, Andrew. It went exactly like that. Yeah, 
I'm on TV tonight and I need to bring an AR-15. All right, I'll have that to you in a couple of hours. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> so, um, anyway. He asked you that as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't use his name. You no, of course CFO not. And, and awesome. I, I should not be using her name on the show, actually. So you need to go back and beep out every time I used her name, please. I'm almost half serious. Um, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the premise. He wanted me to come on to explain how difficult it actually is to get an AR-15 in Canada, and it went really well. Um, Fred, uh, filthy squire Fred, last time I was on, Fred stuck his cell phone in front of the television and recorded it on the cell phone and uploaded it to YouTube. So this time he actually th- he thought he would up the quality, so he went out and he bought a new camera. He did a good job. Yeah, only the memory card didn't have enough space on it. Oops. And, uh, yeah, so... Everybody's a critic. They said, you cut off half of it. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's technical Anyways. difficulty. But the thing is, it um, it will be back on. So he has set his PVR to record it. <laughs> and then he'll stick the camera in front of it again and upload the whole thing. So because the next segment was a lot better. Uh, he asked me, you know, as a gun owner, how do you feel when these things happen? So I was like, well, like, like a human being, I feel awful when people get killed for no reason. And then, of course, I feel persecuted because of somehow we're all responsible for it. It doesn't work. I said, when a, when a Muslim uh, doesn't attack like this, we don't blame all Muslims. But if a gun is used, we blame all gun owners? Nah, it doesn't fly with me. So, anyway, and then the last segment was all about SummerSlam. So, anyway, the whole thing will be up and we'll spread the links around when, it, when, it's, when it's up. So, Okay. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. You did well on it, by the way. I thought it, you were very articulate, and yeah, you know, you I, got your point across. Yeah, I do good with the words and the putting together and the groups of things. Mm-hmm. Sentences. I'm just so, proud of you for not shouting Ron Burgundy in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I should have stared at the teleprompter. and uh, What was that last line about San Diego? Yeah. <laughs> Tonight, San Diego. No, no, the other one. Uh, anyways. (laughs) All right. All right. So tonight's main topic is what we've been all talking about uh, in the last couple of days. Uh, You went on TV even about it, and uh, if you tune into any, you know, story on either Facebook or even on the news, it's all about um, AR-15s. So, and Andrew, we have you on tonight to talk about that as well, so... Wait, this isn't woodshop class? Nope. No. No, you're not building a birdhouse. Andrew <laughs> Andrew came to mind right away when we decided we were going to talk about AR-15s because if you've listened to the intro to um, Canadian Patriot Podcast, they've got these sound bites from different shows in the past and the beginning, and one of Sean Bevins calling them a bunch of drunks. That's pretty funny. And one of the sound bites. We are. It's true. It's true. And it's fine. It's it's good. Embrace it, Andrew. Embrace it. I'm I'm drinking right now. In fact, exactly. Own it, baby. There you go. Ooh, that looks like a nice dark ale, actually. What is I that? I saw a homebrew IPA. Ooh. I made it in my kitchen. I love IPA. It's my favorite. So there's a sound bite of Andrew saying, "If you don't have an AR-15, you're wrong. Fix yourself." And I thought, who better to come <laughs> on and talk about that? Because that is that is the premise of tonight's topic, right, Kelly? If you don't have well, yeah. one, get one. I have one. We all have. Andrew, how many do you have? I'm not comfortable mentioning it on somewhere that the RCMP will hear it, but I have a lot. <laughs> okay. One lower and many uppers. Yeah. No, I have many lowers and many more lowers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. So, well, how many? How many? If the if you tell the RCMP you have fifteen AR-15s, and they confiscate fifteen of them, how many do you have? Twenty-four, right? Potato. <laughs> I was going to say. I got potato uh, ARs. It's a good number of ARs. It is, yeah. Um, I I've lost track of how many I've built and sold, so that's a good thing. But why? Uh, why? So let's our our goal here, our mission is to convince our listeners who don't have an AR yet to that, go and buy one. that they need to go buy one. So so who wants to start? Why do they need to buy an AR if they don't already have one? I thought I was explicit about this. You're wrong. Fix yourself. <laughs> I can go into detail, but I mean... Yeah, I mean... Sure, then, why don't you go into detail yeah, about that? Yeah, go into detail. For, I mean, that works for somebody who's simple like me, but for somebody who's a little bit more resistant, perhaps, the detail may help sway them. Well, so, I've... I've I think the big piece for me is cost, and it's silly because you know an AR isn't an exp- isn't an inexpensive rifle, but uh, they've got such a wide range of costs on them, and uh, you know you in, here in Canada you can get a Nork for five hundred bucks, or you can get a Daniel Defense for a little over a grand, and there's a uh, lot more of like two grand, two, two grand, two grand right now for yeah. a DD, but yeah. I haven't been paying attention to the prices then because oh, what about used? You can still get them for around a grand, though. I actually just specced a DD for a guy at work today, uh, and the best we could do was uh, just under two thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've gone up. Mm-hmm. Still worth every uh, penny. I love Daniel Defense. I've had two. Yeah, yeah. There's still there's still a whole bunch of other options. Anyways, uh, long story short, for me, it's it's cost. So for a thousand bucks with one of those uh, versions out there. You can get a, a rifle that is very accurate, can take optics really easily, is super ergonomic and flexible, and uh, oh, I'm trying to think of everything. It does everything. It's, it has a it's shoulder like, thing that goes up. It's a pickup truck of rifles. Okay, Andrew, I don't have an AR-15. Why do I? Why do I need one? Why do I have to go buy one? If you're doing anything with long guns, if you're a hunter or marksman or competitive shooter, it's my opinion that there is no finer platform to practice the art of marksmanship than with an AR-15. The rifle itself is not terribly expensive. I mean, you can get very expensive ARs, but you don't have to get a very expensive AR. You can start off at the $1,000 price point, which is you know comparable to a reasonably high-quality hunting firearm or handgun, right? The ammunition is very cheap. Standard AR is uh, chambered in two two three or five five six. You're looking at twenty five cents around for factory ammo, maybe a little bit more, less if you reload, of course. It's essentially Lego for adults. If you don't like the way that your AR fifteen works for you, go buy a couple of parts on the internet because everything outside of the receiver you can buy on online without having to do any special paperwork. The receiver, of course, is treated as a firearm, and without any. Without any real specialized skills or knowledge, a couple of YouTube videos and some basic hand tools, you can change out most of the parts on an AR-15 to suit your liking. The other thing with that is it's very ergonomic. So it doesn't matter if you're a large, burly gentleman with a beard like myself, or a small, petite woman, or somewhere in between. It's easy for me to adjust for having an AR, to have somebody that's 100 pounds and 5 feet tall to shoot it, to have somebody that's 300 pounds and 6'7". They can shoot the same gun, and they can both shoot it comfortably, which is very important. The optics thing is definitely a bonus, like Adriel mentioned. The fact that you have the myriad of choices with iron sights, red dots, magnified optics, and all of those can be applicable to different styles of shooting. So you have 
potentially the option to have one gun that fills many uses. The other things to consider with the AR-15 are the competition and sporting aspects of the actual rifle. The way that the rifle is laid out, and again, the modularity and configuration of the rifle to use in 3-gun or IPSC rifle or other competitive-style shooting applications, it's very easy to customize the rifle to your particular way of shooting and for your particular sport. It would also be very easy to customize the same rifle for hunting applications if we were allowed to do so in this country. Because the standard AR-15 is chambered in 223, it would make for a fantastic varmint rifle if we were allowed to hunt with it in this country. Because it's highly customizable, if you wanted to move up to something like a 6.8 SPC or 300 Blackout, I think it would make a fantastic deer rifle. Personally, I feel the 223 is underpowered for taking deer in most places on Canada, although in some places I understand it to be legal. You could also move up to the large frame AR, the uh, the AR-10, uh, the 308 caliber AR, which except any 308 parent cartridge case, which I think, again, would make a fantastic hunting rifle for almost all large game in North America. Does that pretty well round things out? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I can't think of an argument why. I just... Well, I mean, you could you could talk about some of the alternatives out there. So no. The alternative, well, and, and the, the pros and cons of it, because the, the pro to an AR over like a VZ-58 or an M14 or some of the other rifles that you could get, semi-automatic rifles you can get here in Canada, is that uh, the AR-15 scopes way easier, and the, the breadth of accessories out there is insane. You can get everything, different stocks, different forends, different grips, different mm. uh, ambi this, ambi that. Um, you know, it's all a lot more uh, available and a lot more full-featured, I guess, than uh, than other platforms out there. Kelly? Kelly? Kelly, Kelly's gone. Yes. Stop. No, I'm not. I was gonna say, <laughs> I'm going, you, yes. You stopped, you stopped texting and you just left to go see him in person. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, why do you have an AR-15? Why do I have an AR-15? Because I plan to actually use it for competitions. So when I go in, do three-gun and all that, um, I use it. I'm going to be using it. I'm finding that it fits well and it works. It's lots of fun. And I was, I'll be honest with you. Okay. So I go to the range, right? And I see this AR-15 and it makes lots of noise, especially the 7.5 inch barrel, right? And it's, it's kind of, it's got a lot of. It's a little barky. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm going, oh my God. It's going to have such a kick and all that. And a little intimidated, but, but get behind it and I'm going, this is so much fun, right? So the reason why I have an AR-15 is if I want to actually get involved in shooting sports and what I'm looking at doing is, you know, potentially, not potentially, I will be doing three-gun and, and different things like that, and I need the equipment in order to be able to do it. The other thing that is exciting about it is the fact that I have a lot of people that, you know, are asking about going to the range with me and I've been taking them and when we get them to try these they're going this is really cool and these are people like these are females these are people who don't uh, go to the range don't have their pals and different things like that so they're getting uh, to use these things and they're getting excited about it and um, yeah so it's kind of like uh, the thing is people you got to take them to the range, and so maybe we can actually combat this fear about, you know, these assault rifles, which they're not. We all know that they're not. And the people that do have them, the majority of them are, you know, as we say, law-abiding 
you know, citizens that are using them to go out, have some fun, do some competitions and different things like that. So look at look at Luke Giroux's wife from Bang My Switch Boutique. Yeah, <laughs> Bang Bang Switch Boutique. Wait, um, what's that, Andrew? Uh, nothing. I just got excited. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Luke's wife was pretty much afraid of guns. She, she was. was very very apprehensive about shooting. And after spending some time on Luke's AR-15, Luke bought her her own AR-15. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, she was that taken with it. And and uh, as you say, Kelly, like it it looks like this, like it's going to be this demon. And yeah. then you shoot it, and you're like, wow, that's comfortable, and it does some recoil, and it's a lot of fun, and it's accurate. Yeah. Now, how do Go we ahead. how do we combat the argument about well, you don't need it. No, Matthew respected the platform. But didn't buy it because he didn't see the value in having a rifle that he could only take to the range, right? Matthew is Does very he hunt? Yeah, he, so he hunts. So he's, why would he not practice at the range where he's gonna do most of his practice anyway, with a very accurate rifle with low cost ammunition? I think and I can't speak for him, but I think he would say I would just practice in the woods with the gun that I'm gonna use to hunt with and avoid going to the range altogether. I think it's a jump that a lot of people have to take going from non-restricted to restricted firearms. A lot of people can see the pistol because it's a it's a completely different uh, yeah, style platform. of firearm. That's right. Yeah. 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 But a, for a rifle, like there's all these other ones out there. So they try the Tavor or the T97 or the VZs or, or whatnot, but they're just not they're not the platform that the AR-15 is. No, that's mm-hmm. I mean I've got a non-restricted VZ58 and I've had it for over a year and it's been shot three times if i'm going to the safe to grab a rifle to take to the range it's always going to be an ar and it's almost always my sti because that's the one i use in competition if if i'm taking someone new to the range and they want to try a rifle that's the one i'll bring because it's just and of course with the comp on it there's absolutely zero recoil Uh so oh and the other cool thing about ars is that they're so easy to clean like if you've got a yeah. surplus rifle and you try to clean it, you'll quickly find that you know it, it can be a little bit tricky depending on the rifle. If it's an FVT forty, it'll be pretty tricky. If it'll be something uh, a little bit newer, it might be a bit easier. But there's always that time it takes to clean them and uh, and and get them ready to clean. Whereas with an AR-15, you crack the thing open and boom, out comes your bolt. You're you're ready to roll. Mm-hmm. And there and. We talked about some some price points. I'm I'm looking at Marstar and Canon Ammo right now, and the Marstar rifle has gone up from it was five hundred and thirty dollars last summer. It's now five hundred and ninety nine, currently out of stock. But for five hundred and ninety nine dollars, you get a Norinco M4 clone. It's modeled after the Colt M4, so aesthetically it looks like the M4. Fourteen and a half inch barrel, chrome lines, no less, removable carry handle, two mags, and a sling and a cleaning kit. For five ninety nine, or you can go over to Canada Ammo, and you can pick up their Dominion rifle uh, in a couple of different configurations for five ninety nine as well. They've got one that kind of looks like an M sixteen, so you can get in really cheap. Try and pick up a non restricted semi auto two two three for six hundred bucks. Uh-huh. You can get in for really cheap. I don't think a lot of people that are buying ARs are going to be buying the Norinkos, or at least not using them for very long. I. <laughs> I've worked on a number of Norinco rifles for acquaintances and people at the range that have asked for assistance, and generally we try and fix the things on them that are wrong, and then they go and buy a new rifle anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
But to just get or restricted and to get on the books for having an AR-15, you could buy. Oh yeah, the price of entry is. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not not sure unreasonable. If, if you're not sure you're going to like the platform, you you yeah. pop on an Arenko, and if you don't like it, you're not out a lot of money. No. If you don't like the platform, you just need to change out the accessories. The furniture doesn't fit you. That's right. all. That's, yeah. And why Everyone wouldn't you like the platform? Exactly. Everyone it's likes their means. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like we're we're bashing the the Noriko one a little bit, but I mean, it's it's it comes yeah. with and and not great, but it comes with ambi controls on it, which is kind of interesting because those are usually That's really pricey, thing, yeah. really pricey to add to a to an, a, an AR-15, and reliability-wise, they're pretty good. The ones I've I've seen at the range have been reliable. It's just when you go to add accessories that it can be a little mm-hmm. bit painful. The forend is a little bit out of spec, and uh, yes, the, the spec finish is... isn't very good. Well, the new ones are much better. The new ones are anodized. The original ones are painted. Yeah. Uh, I mean, seen. Rod Giltaka finally like just shot out the barrel on his, and I think the number was 14,000 rounds he put through it. And what was happening is the port in the barrel, the gas port in the barrel, had become worn and was shaving brass off of the bullet as it was going down the barrel. And that brass was going up into the gas system and being blown onto the bolt and locking up the bolt. Oops. That was after, as I said, like, he's got a video on it. Don't quote me exactly, but it was like 14,000 rounds. Crazy. Yep. Just throw another barrel on there and a different gas tube and you're good to go. Well, exactly. So That's one of the things that I really like they are is that throw a barrel on it. What other rifle could you buy for any price point? And, okay, I don't like this. This barrel length doesn't work for me anymore. Or this twist rate doesn't work for the kind of bullets I want to shoot anymore. And you put it in a vise at home and crack it open with hand tools you probably already own and spin a new barrel on and you're done. Yeah, as you said, it's Lego for men. And, I mean, uh, you don't have to be a gunsmith. Uh, my first AR I built... I mean, I talked George Hatch into uh, talked him through installing a lower parts kit while podcasting. He's putting his lower together. I mean, and George will tell you he's not the most mechanically inclined guy when it comes to guns. So it, they're they're simple, they're easy, they're lightweight. I mean, I just there's not there's not a single solitary thing that I can complain about when it comes to the AR-15. Uh, I have complaints about the AR-15. I carried one when I wore one of those funny green outfits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The AR-15 causes issues for sergeant majors across the country and the soldiers that work for them because the AR-15 has this habit of pooping where it eats. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not going for that parade square shiny finish, it's fine. But when they want to see there is no carbon on any of the operating components of the AR-15, it does terrible, terrible things to the rifle. You're talking about guys that are just, they're destroying the rifle by cleaning it? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's not Soldiers right, have this well. habit of over-cleaning the rifle to remove all of the carbon, mm-hmm. which I think generates a lot of the complaints around the rifle because the direct, uh, the direct impingement system, the gas going back into the feeding area of the rifle and back into the bolt carrier group tends to be dirty and messy. And I find that one of the largest or one of the most popular reasons for people to bring me a non-functional AR to get worked on is generally because they've overcleaned it and they've actually damaged the operating components. Now, is that the rifle's fault or is that a training issue? No, I I realize that's a training issue. I'm just saying this is one of the drawbacks of the AR-15 that is regularly reported as a problem with the AR-15 when it's really just, I think, an institutional inertia issue. Mm. So then 
How do you feel about piston-driven ARs? I strongly disagree. There you go. <laughs> the AR-15 is supposed to be DI. That's the way it's been designed. That's If Stoner wanted you to have a short-stroke piston, he would have built you a short-stroke piston. There you go. I'm sure that there are, like the Adams Arms model, for example, reliable piston-driven AR-15s. I'm not in favor of them for the most part because they tend to be finicky and they tend to break the rule of the AR-15 in that it's Lego for adults. If you use a piston-driven AR, you're required to continue using that manufacturer's components for the operating components. Well, I think the other interesting thing about running a, a DI gun is that we're all civilians here. And when you know I go to the range, I go shoot, I blow off whatever, a couple hundred rounds, That it's not even dirty enough to... to need cleaning but i clean it anyways oh and and i don't clean it for the mirror shine i just kind of scrape off the carbon and and hit, hit it with some oil and i'm good to go and for that kind of user for a civilian use the ar-15 is fine it does exactly what it's supposed to do now if i needed to um uh, I, if I needed a, a rifle for the zombie apocalypse and the decades afterwards, I might be more keen on a piston uh, rifle so I don't have to clean the thing as often. I expect it to work all the time. But for what I do, which is uh, compete and shoot at the range, a DI system is perfect, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it does what it's supposed to do all the time. I would concur with that. I'm agreeable. Mm-hmm. Me too. We're all agreeable. <laughs> awesome. So you got to get out there and get an AR-15, whether it's a Nork or a Wyndham Weaponry or a Daniel Defense. You got to get an AR-15. They're awesome. Get several AR-15s. Get extra lowers for your AR-15s. Yeah. I th- I think finally, um, and maybe we want to move on after this. I think mm-hmm. one of the reasons that you want to get one in this climate is because of the politics. I think yeah. that. Um, you're doing yourself and all other owners a favor if you get one. If they, it'll be a lot harder to try and get rid of it if it is ubiquitous. You know, it's just, it's described as America's rifle. Well, it could be Canada's rifle as well if enough of us used them and bought them and and um, promoted the fact that we uh, enjoy the platform. And uh, I. I can't remember if I said this on the television show or not. I know Rod said it, and one of Rod Giltakis said it in one of his interviews. There's approximately 90,000 AR-15s in Canada, and there's never been a crime committed with one. So it's not about the rifle. It's not about gun control. Uh, We need to get another 90,000 into the hands of Canadians to help protect it and uh, ensure its longevity in the firearms community up here. Well, and, and one of the cool thing I think about uh, the AR-15 is it's it's a, a rifle that's actually produced and sold here in Canada by Canadian companies. Mm. We don't have we don't have a lot of firearms manufacturers up here. We've got NEA, we've got uh, Colt Canada. So I mean, we have local producers uh, uh, here. Alberta Tactical, Modiac Manufacturing, Modiac, yeah, out in Vegreville. Are there any other ones? Uh, yeah, there's another one. I can't remember. They they had uh, those ice arms, uh, bolts, and that kind of thing. Oh, what's the fella in BC? Uh, they do the 1022s as well. 1022. Yeah, Delask. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I believe they make some components. I'm not quite sure if they make a full rifle though. But, but the, yeah. there you go. I mean, it's the 
it's probably the rifle that is produced by more Canadian manufacturers than any other. No well, doubt. Now yeah. that Para's not here and Kui doesn't exist, is there anybody else that really builds guns if they're not ARs? I mean, outside of custom shops that do like high-end bolt-action stuff? Savage still have a yeah. plant? Yeah, Savage has a plant here. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The the 22s get made down near Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, everybody, advice from everybody is go out and buy an AR-15, right? You're uh, wrong. Fix yourself. There you go. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> That'll be the final word. All right. Any uh, listener feedback? Yeah. Trevor? Yes. Do you want to read here? that one? or? Who put it in? Me. There you go. <laughs> you put it Trevor. in, you get to read it. Uh, well, I thought it'd be funny if you read it. All right, fine. I'll read it. Uh, this is from GOC, Reaper656. Yeah. yeah. If no one else will comment about Kelly reading James's email, then I will. I was driving when she started reading it. I almost went off the road. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, it's true, actually. Um, that was a damn fine, sexy red email. <laughs> not, I thought it was hilarious. Not to make it awkward among among us hosts, you know, but uh, it was well read. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Then, he just asked me to read it like that, so I said, okay. So you obliged. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't have much in the way of email this week, but if you do want to send us an email, send it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. And if you want yeah. Kelly to read it all sexy-like, ask ask Kelly. And if I'm not on, we'll have Trevor read it. All sexy-like. <laughs> hey, man, if my voice works for the CFO office, it might work for you. Yeah. Then again, it might not. Then again, it might not. That's right, yeah. Okay. iTunes reviews, uh, we don't have any. Uh, Miss Stacy checked for us, so we don't have any of those. But uh, you know what? Drop on by, give us an iTunes, iTunes review. Uh, we do like five-star ratings. Uh, right now we have 131 of those so far. So We need a gimmick like the guys over at Can- uh, Canadian Patriot Podcast. Mm. That's it's true. Gonna, if if what, you leave us a five-star review on Canadian Patriot Podcast iTunes review, you can decide what Gavin drinks within reason. Mm. Or you could just take take it the extra mile and mail him something like I did. <laughs> it's true. If you mail him something, he may drink it. <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to crack it. I'm Next wondering week, if maybe. All right. When they, you say drink, how? What do you expect? Oh my! That reminds me. I've got to pack the moonshine cherries to take to the charity shoot. <laughs> awesome! I knew you'd like that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, drop on by, give us a five-star rating, and Trevor will drink whatever you want. No, 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 that's, drink. no, we're not, no. You, yes, no, you heard not, it here first, you heard, heard it here first, folks. We, we need to come up with our own ideas, we're not stealing their gimmicks. That's okay, okay. that's a giveaway, you can have that one, first one's free. Great. <laughs> next or one. we can Leave pull Leave a five-star you. review on iTunes, and you can decide what Trevor drinks for a week. Yeah. For a Fine. week. Oh, that's commitment. All right, we're going into shout-outs, who's got some? Uh, I've got a couple on there. Anybody else have any? I have one. All right. Well, you go ahead, ladies first. Well, I was going to say a big shout out to Rick, and I don't know why I put it there. So, <laughs> okay, to Rick, just saying hey right. and thanks. All right. Looking forward to doing the handgun fundamental course with you next week. There you go. So, mystery shout out to Rick. Yeah. Uh, mine is to uh, Mark and Snuffleupagus and Pierre-Luc and Chris for helping me on the range this week to get ready for the match on the 25th. I won't be here, so just don't screw it up. What? 
That's I, I can say that, right? That's cool. Yeah, you can. Yep. Say that. Okay, cool. And to the best RO in Nova Scotia, Malcolm, for putting up with all of my shenanigans. Um, when the day when the match was over, he's like, uh, "Yeah, so do me a favor, don't throw me under the bus in your show this week." I'm like, "Oh, you listen? Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I definitely uh, am not going to throw him under the bus. Um, super nice guy, fun to shoot with, and a very patient and tolerant RO. <laughs> mm. Looking forward Hi, to shooting Malcolm. with him again. Okay. Who who wants to give a shout out to Mike? Oh, I I put that one in. Mike sent okay. me a um, PayPal with some money that I have to now flip over to Slamfire uh, for the Archie Perry raffle. So you know the Archie Perry raffle is still going on, guys. Mm-hmm. And shout out to James for sending us a email with a picture of the sign that he has on his front lawn that says, uh, "My neighbor is unarmed and doesn't believe in guns." <laughs> <laughs> Throwing him under the bus. Uh, I've got a shout out for uh, just to David for letting me know about the uh, Canada Ammo Grizzly shotguns. They're two hundred bucks. He's <laughs> gonna have he's gonna have ten of them by next week. You know that, right? <laughs> did you get Did you get another gun safe? By the way, no, I've just got everything trigger locked right now. Okay. Oh, uh, I've got some uh, gun safe organizational stuff on the way, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to fit everything in my gun, the gun safe I've got right now by organizing it better. I'll try that. Okay. All right, Andrew, do you got any shoutouts or anything? Yeah, sure. How about everybody at Canadian Patriot Podcast? That's uh, Gavin, Tyler, Jeff, Sean. That's basically it. Okay. All right. Trevor, if he ever gets on the show, I, I well. just say the word, man. It's open invite. You show up on a Monday night. We're there. Okay. How do I show up? Check your Facebook. All right. Oh, there's instructions? Randomly call him on Skype. Oh, I didn't know. Yes. No, we don't record on Skype. I'm all about the ad revenue on the YouTubes. You can check Canadian Patriot Podcast out live at 9 p.m. on Monday evenings. Ah, you do the live thing. Hangouts? Yes, sir. There we go. Yeah, he does. Cool. All right. All right. We're all right. working on Monday, then. Adriel needs to go to some Bye, soccer Adriel. there. Later. I don't know. If, are you leaving now? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Well, we're just going to sign off to everybody. So good night, Adriel. Good night, Adriel. (laughs) Good night, Adriel. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) All right. On that note, everyone, please uh, join one of our uh, national firearms associations, such as the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights, and you know what? Even become a field officer. Mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or the CSSA. You could be an RO as well. Uh, it's important to actually support them, you guys, because you know what? They're supporting us, especially right now with that AR-15 thing that's going on. So, Also, check us out on Gunners of Canada. We'll re- even read your emails that are sent there. And uh, you know what? Facebook, we're at uh, 1,457 likes on Facebook, uh, 103 thumbs ups, five gold stars, and we're still actually, you know, collecting those gold stars so just so send them to us because we haven't gotten any in a while it's true i have a poster on mm-hmm. on the wall in the studio here with the gold stars every time i get one i put it up like in elementary school it makes me feel good about myself you're kind of feeling like a little self-conscious there aren't you well i you know i think i should have a participation ribbon every time i climb the stairs <laughs> i hope that's not serious <laughs> you're about to wind up as a show topic you know it's not man <laughs> You're going to be writing one of those articles. You're a wussy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay. So two flukes, 
humanity flippers in one safe space. Mm. All right. Any uh, words of advice for everybody before we actually leave them for the evening? If you don't own an AR-15, you're wrong. Fix yourself. Excellent. Trevor? No, that's it, man. I can't top that. All right. Good night, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.